Welcome to That Guy Game Reviews, where today we go take another trip back into the past. This time, though, we're not going to be focusing so much on the arcade as we are going to be focusing on the home consoles. More specifically, the classic for the PlayStation 1, Final Fantasy VII. Now, I personally, over the course of the PlayStation 1's inception to this point, have bought the game a grand total of, let's see... Uh, five times spread out over a number of consoles, including the PS1 Classic, the PlayStation itself, uh, the Switch, and also, the, of course, the remake. So, with this right here, let's go ahead and take a step into the Wayback Machine, and I will go ahead and tell you a little bit more about it. So picture this if you will. It's summer of 1997. I am but a lad of 12 years of age. Uh, we were living on the northeast side of town just down the street from my grandparents house. It's summer vacation, all my chores are done and I figure okay might as well go ahead and unwind with a nice little game of Final Fantasy 7. So I managed to make my way up to one particular part. Uh, I believe it was right near the tail end of disc 1 where we were going through again ready to head into the uh, Forgotten City. Well, all of a sudden that day, I get a call from my dad. You know, he says, you know, hey kiddo, how you doing? You hungry? I said, yeah, I could eat. He says, well, I got some for you, so I'm going to grab lunch. I'll see you in a few. I'm like, okay, cool. So he comes home bearing Silver Streak hamburgers, which I will tell you, I kind of miss that chain because they actually had some halfway decent hamburgers. But more so than that, he's carrying this one-inch binder that is about two seconds from busting off the seams full of everything pertaining to Final Fantasy 7. Maps, a walkthrough, the best routes to breed the gold chocobo, uh, game shark codes, and all this he had printed out while he was at his office. You know, he sees this and says, here, I thought you could use this. I'm like, shit. You know, Prima Games and Brady Games, they had nothing compared to what Macmillan Games was. You know, but I want to talk a little bit more about how that particular game, you know, that particular franchise, let me rephrase that, kind of shaped my career as a gamer and then how we even got everybody involved. So, way back when, I had a childhood friend who we would often spend the night at each other's houses, either I at his or his at mine. And we would go through, we would stay up playing video games till the wee hours of the morning. Uh, we would either, we would mostly for the most part be focusing on the JRPGs. Uh, ones like your Chrono Triggers, Secret of Evermore, Lufaya, and of course Final Fantasy. A uh, little bit of interesting side note: when Final Fantasy first came out for the NES, SquareSoft, you know, now known as Square Enix, wasn't exactly doing all that hot. So, you know, they called it Final Fantasy because they figure, okay, this is going to be the final game in their series. Well, it became such a hit that they said okay well we got to do more so you start seeing Final Fantasy 2, Final Fantasy 3, Final Fantasy 4, yada 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 but uh, don't even get me started on the whole uh, Final Fantasy 3 as Final Fantasy 2 in the US or things like that you know, you want a better history of the timeline on that go ask James Rolfe the angry video game nerd you know so anyway I digress we're sitting there playing, and my friend shows me a copy of Final Fantasy VII. I marvel at the size of the case, and he tells me, Yeah, dude, this is three discs. I'm like, Holy shit. So, 
of course, Christmas time comes around. He and I would have been playing, and I decide, all right, you know, that's what I'm going to ask for Saint Nick to put under the tree is Final Fantasy VII. Now, let me give you a little bit of backstory on the game itself. Final Fantasy VII tells the tale of Cloud Strife, a former Shinra soldier uh, who's decided to become a mercenary. And I will say that, yes, he does fit the profile a little bit well, even with his spiky blonde hair. But he is most noted for carrying around a big-ass sword. I mean, if you had to equate it, it would probably be very similar to the sword that Siegfried Stauffen carries in the Soul Blade series. Uh, you know, basically what they would call as Vihander, a two-handed weapon. So, along the way, he links up with a group called Avalanche. And they're basically trying to take down Shinra because Shinra wants to pretty much destroy the world. Well, of course, along the way, you start running into your more iconic characters, ones like uh, Barrett Wallace, the man with the machine gun arm. Uh, you have Tifa Lockhart, the Seventh Heaven bartender and Cloud's childhood friend, among others. Now, I want to touch base real quick on the character Aerith Gainsborough. Now, I know in the localization for the U.S., it was spelled A-E-R-I-S, but in the regular storyline and even in the remake they spelled it A-E-R-I-T-H so you know personally that's not a rabbit hole I'm willing to go down but there you go it is what it is so here's my thing at that point I didn't know how deep this story ran now I will say the game is 25 years old so if you haven't played it already well here's your obligatory spoiler alert warning I'm going to give you a window of five seconds to, you know, stop the podcast if you haven't made it to the end of disc one, starting now. Okay, here we go. So at the tail end of disc one of the original Final Fantasy VII, we know that Aerith dies. You know, Sephiroth comes down, just gives her the big old sword right through her spine and through her stomach. Granny, yes, it doesn't go into the whole visceral detail, but you can tell that, hey, she's gonna die you know and of course you never see four grown men in a room all blubbering because of this i mean of course they got the sad music playing you gotta deal with the boss fight and it's just it's tough man it really is now am i gonna go out on a limb and say that you know that's the only game that's ever had me tearing up no i've had some other games with some kind of mushy type moments you know but again i digress so, the fact that we had everybody in my family so invested in the game, my immediate family, you know, my dad, my brothers, my mom, everybody was kind of looking in on this one, so we had to see this one through all the way to the end, which I will tell you, damn, that is a long game. I mean, I know Final Fantasy VIII, Final Fantasy IX, uh, those were both four-disc games apiece, and then at that point, that was the tail end of the PS1 life cycle, so that point you start going more towards ps2 and then eventually ps3 ps4 and ps5 which i want to go and bring something up as kind of a microscopic fail trail entry and this right here i have to go ahead and throw some shade at square enix because they are going to make everybody get the ps5 just if they want to play the second part which is final fantasy 7 rebirth uh -huh here's the rub and I don't know if the folks out at Square Enix might listen to my show uh, if you do I appreciate it but you guys underestimate the whole supply line scenario where there are a bunch of folks who are still fighting to get their hands on not just the PS5s but the Xbox 
uh, Series X and Series S. Even if it's an all-digital version. Me, personally, I would rather have a disc version because, one, whenever I finish the game, I can trade it in. But more so than that, you know, I kind of like having the discs there. They're like trophies. So, but again, do with that what you will. But from the reviews and the reports in the media, right now they're saying actually that Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is going to be a PS5 primary because all the extra details and the land and whatnot is going to require the use of the solid-state drive. So I get it. I'm not going to say that I like it because I don't, but I get it. So kind of shifting back into my gears on this one. The fact that this was actually one of the games that my dad and I sat down and played, I mean, his somewhat gruff attitude and the way that he smoked reminded me a lot of the character of Sid Highwind. And often I would go through, I would name Sid's character Mac. Uh, That was my dad's nickname. Uh, But more so than that, it was just, it's a grand time, it's a phenomenal fucking game I would recommend that if you can either get your hands on a PS1 classic or hell even a PS2 or PS3 get yourself a copy of the original game sit down and you're in for one hell of an adventure Um, just again you know be ready with the handkerchief when the tail end of disc one comes up because that scene hits you right in the feels man but now Am I going to say that Final Fantasy VII was the peak? Not necessarily. I've played through eight. You know, I haven't beat eight yet, though, and that game is also about 20-plus years old, so I figure it's time I start getting that out of my backlog. But, you know, just something about eight didn't quite sit the way with me seven did. Now, one thing I do have to admit, and I still have the book for it to this day, was one day, you know, I'd been doing really good at school, and... My dad tells me, hey, there's a surprise for you. You know, check it out at your room. So, and at the time, I, we had actually just moved into uh, the house where now my, you know, my mom lives. You know, God rest my dad's soul. But there was a bag hanging off there from KB Toys. And for those of you who might be wondering what the hell I'm talking about, way back when, there used to be a number of toy chains. You know, so you had ones like your Toys R Us, you had your KB Toys. Um, I forget the one that was uh, featured in the movie Big, but they were another big player. Well, KB Toys got the exclusive uh, Brady Games guidebook for Final Fantasy VIII. So my dad tells me, hey, go check your room. There's a surprise waiting there for you. I look, it is a brand new sealed copy of Final Fantasy VIII with the strategy guide. I don't know if maybe he got trouble for using the office printer uh, for that, but, you know, I mean, the fact that it was the official guidebook right there, so needless to say, I was tickled pink. This was back in the day when you didn't have ready access to the Internet. You know, you still had to use a phone line for crying out loud. But all in all, the Final Fantasy series as a whole kind of made me the gamer that I am today. You know, I like a lot of the solo player adventures to where I can just pop in my headphones and just lose myself in the game experience. You know, you give me a game, you give me a Dr. Pepper, as my pop used to always say, I'm shitting in high cotton. Now, 
I know a lot of folks say, oh, if you lose awareness, lose track of time, you know, this might be something you might want to talk to a doctor about. Well, to an extent, yes, I agree with that, you know, because if you're just so focused on the game you can't see straight, you know, if you're playing something like Rocket League or Mortal Kombat, okay, you know, split-second decisions, but if it's one of those ones where you just, you get so immersed in the story, you know, it's kind of hard to judge which way is which, but... I digress. That's another argument for another day. I will say that to this day, I still have both of those guidebooks. You know, I have both the both the one that he put into the binder, and I'm seriously thinking about putting it into a bigger binder just so that this way I don't lose any of the pages. And then I still have the uh, Brady Games guide. So, you know, those are two pieces of my history that I will never part with. You know, one, because it reminded me of the old PointCast network, but more so it was kind of my connection with my dad when it came to gaming. And every time I see those, you know, I can't help but chuckle and remember us sitting there on a summer afternoon eating Silver Streak hamburgers and playing Final Fantasy VII. That, to me, is worth more than anything out there. That, to me, that memory is something that I'm going to hold on to for the rest of my days. As always, I want to take a moment just to thank you guys for listening to me. I know that last couple of episodes have been kind of meh, and I've been really lackadaisical about my regular recording schedule. I am going to be trying to get back on something of a regular recording, uh, which includes doing the arcade retrospective, talking about the different machines. I'm going to go a little bit further in board. I'm going to talk about what kind of machines they were, you know, whether they were the stand-up, the sit-down, what kind of button layouts they had, the whole schmear. Because ultimately, you know, number one, it gives me content I can work with. But more so than that, I love making episodes for you guys. You know, I mean, the, to think that this thing started as a quarantine project when COVID-19 came around, and then all of a sudden here I am two years and some change later, uh, you're still out here making episodes for you guys. Honestly, I've lost count of how many episodes I have. But at the same time, I know that, you know, in some people's eyes, they look at me and say, oh, God, is he going to talk more about gaming? But I have those one or two fans who say that, you know, hey, at the end of the day, my show made a difference for them. So to those of you who I have made a difference for and you've told me, thank you. You know, I fucking love you guys because, you know, without y'all, I don't have an audience, you know, and to the ones who may say, well, in the immortal words of Jim Carrey, <coughs> so on that note, thatguygamereviews at gmail.com, facebook.com slash thatguygamereviews, or anchor.fm slash messages slash thatguygamereviews. Uh, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram, I'm on TikTok, you know, at thatguygamereviews, so uh, we're going to be also seeing a return of the Hug'em or Slug'em segment. Uh, I've actually gotten a couple requests that I need to get off my butt and start recording. You know, insert laugh track here. You know, but ultimately, that's what I'm here for, guys, is that I'm here to hopefully bring you a little bit of a break in your day, something on there to where you can legit just have some fun, have a few good laughs, and above all else, just 
take you away from the madness, you know, no having to deal with COVID or monkeypox or whatever BS is going on in this day and age. On that note, this is Sean from That Guy Game Reviews. Y'all be safe, be good to one another, and I'll see you next time.